welcome back to the emergency goalies. And as we kind of suspected when we last left you, uh, there was another uh, postponement for the Blackhawks and, well, for the rest of the league, actually. A pause for the next three days through the um, 26th of December. I don't know. Was there were there games tonight? I don't. I don't think so. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know it makes sense with the way that the pandemic is. Uh, we're suffering through another outbreak, and with the holidays coming up and stuff. Anyway, um, I think the league was smart to kind of take this pause. And you know, I mean, neither one of us is a scientist or anything, but obviously, a lot of the players are vaccinated and this um so far this new um wave seems a bit more mild so hopefully it's not going to be the kind of you know full-blown if people are getting sick you don't want to force them back but hopefully it's not like the thing we saw a couple years ago where the season was just you know paused for months yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, early returns on some of the scientific research seems to be that, you know, it's, it's um, maybe a little less mild, but does seem to um, be a little more communicable. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense to try and slow the spread as much as they can throughout the league right now. And, um, you know, hopefully try and regroup later. Um, I know, I know for, in my particular case, I had tickets to a game last night. Um, I did not feel comfortable going. I tried to sell my tickets, mm-hmm. um, a couple of days beforehand, uh, made sure I had like the cheapest tickets on tick on Ticketmaster for it. And there was nobody biting. I can no, tell no. you that. And so I was quite pleased when, uh, the league made its announcement, uh, to postpone all the games. So, yep. Um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a little safer down the road. Um, I mean, I do have my booster shot. I'm assuming a, a lot of the players do, but, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, um, you know, the fans in the stands, it's, it's always hard to tell. So. Yes. Uh, and um, obviously the other shoe to drop with that, that they telegraphed pretty, you know, clearly was they're not going to the Olympics. I mean, it's yeah. not a shock to anyone but it's official now and obviously they're going to try to use that, you know, built in Olympic break to reschedule some of these postponed games. So, but it's not a surprise. Yeah, it'll be, it'll still be a challenge despite having the the couple of weeks to do it uh, to schedule some of these makeup games um, due to stadium availability, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, the, we might the, see uh, some afternoon games, some weird. Yeah. Something like that. We'll see. Um, but yeah, at least in that regard with having the, that two week break, um, even if they have to postpone some games going into next week, even maybe um, they can still kind of keep on track and finish the season at the uh, currently appointed time. Again, you know, obviously it's still a lot of wait and see involved. And as far as the Olympics, I mean, I know it's unfortunate um, for everybody who had been invited to go. Um, I'm glad the league and the players 
came to this agreement to not go. I was a little worried um, in regards to uh, the European players, mm-hmm. uh, in particular the uh, the Russians. The Olympics are a very big thing um, in certain countries. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that contingent is one of the reasons why the NHLPA pushes so hard to have the players be able to go. Um, because in, in years past, when the league has said that they wouldn't, um, mm-hmm. some of the players in the league own, yeah. said that they would go on their own or would even take a year off mm-hmm. um, so that they could play for their national teams. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Obviously, if you're, if you're the NHLPA, you know what? Some of the um, very highly paid right. European players did not play for a year because that turns yep. the whole union. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, as bad as the situation is, I think we've kind of come to the best solution currently available. Um, And yeah, wait and see, wait and see. Yep. So obviously there were two Blackhawk games. Um, One against Nashville, which, I mean, looking back on it now, probably should not have been played because of how many cases Nashville had but we had two games uh two overtime losses and you know these were I think it's fair to say the Blackhawks were the were not playing as well as the their opponents in these games so you know you feel good about even getting points but overall what did you think of these games they they were both definitely slanted towards the opposition, um, particularly um, parts of the Nashville game, um, and then the first period in Dallas. The the um, Blackhawks kind of got behind the eight got behind the eight ball a little bit with Connolly's early major penalty yes. with the hit on former Blackhawk Tanner Caro, which uh, resulted in a hospital hospitalization for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connolly was uh, kicked out of the game and yep. the Black Ox had to kill off a five-minute major mm-hmm. uh, early on and then play the, basically the entire game with 11 forwards. Mm-hmm. So well, I guess shuffle we can, the lines up. We can stop for a bit for a second here and just – we both thought that was a fair call. That was a bad hit. Absolutely. It very much merited the four-game suspension he got. And yeah. I don't think he, – he, he appeared to be very – you know, regretful about it, but it wasn't a good hit. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's one of those split second decisions where I think he saw the puck coming around the boards and expected Caro to make a play on the puck and be braced for contact. Um, However, the puck kind of hung up along the dasher and as it came around the boards, it was basically in a position where nobody was going to be able to make a play on the puck, yeah. but Connolly had already had it in his head that he was going to make contact and didn't, it just, you know, he didn't, he didn't pull up when he should have. And so, I mean, I don't think that there was like malice involved, but mm-hmm. it was, it was a bad hit and he deserves to have been thrown out of the game and deserves to have got a four game suspension. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he didn't leave his feet. Um, yeah. you know, he still ended up making contact up high at Carroll's head, um, partly due to just being the taller player, but also mm-hmm. Carroll was uh, hunched over a little bit, whereas Connolly was um, fully upright, but 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, not not a good look um, and put his team in a tough situation. Blackhawks did manage to claw back into the game after they gave up mm-hmm. a pair of goals on that five-minute major uh, and managed to scratch a point out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did get uh, the lines jumbled up in his absence, and there were some lines that I thought suffered from it. Others um, I thought developed a little bit of chemistry. Yes. Uh, I, I liked uh, the move to put Dylan Strom back on the wing with Jonathan Taves and Brandon Hagel. I thought mm-hmm. that those three guys played they very good, played really well. Strom was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority of the game. Uh, I, I hadn't really thought about that combination much. Um it was something that I think I suggested in the preseason, but never, we never really saw it. And I think in, in some logical terms, you think, Oh, Dylan Strom's a guy that struggles defensively. Jonathan Taves generally takes a lot of defensive zone draws. You don't necessarily want a guy like Strom playing on Jonathan Taves line. Cause it, you know, you're going to be putting him in a lot of dis- defensive zone situations, but at the same time, Jonathan Taves is a guy that controls the puck pretty well, um, regardless of who he plays with. Brandon Hagel provides some speed and some forechecking, some puck retrieval. You know, those are two things that Dylan yeah. Strom needs. He needs to order. help with. Those are the things that he needs help with in order to maximize his skills. And I think we saw that. I, you know, he's a guy where if you can get the puck through the neutral zone and let him establish some offensive zone possession. Uh, he's a dangerous player, both as a passer and a shooter. So I, I, I like the way that that looked. I, you know, we'll see how that continues. Um, yeah, and I just want to add, too, um, you know, Hagel, he just keeps developing and looking better and better. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's ever, but I mean, he's like, they're talking about, um, there are articles about, you know, he had his possession time is really good and his, like, analytic numbers are high. And yeah, yeah I mean, mean He's consistently one of the Hawks better in, in basically all of those statistical categories and, and, you know, not just, you know, some of the newer stats and the possession stats and that, um, you know, obviously he's, it's resulting in scoring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not a super skilled guy. He, he's mm-hmm. doing it with effort and there's nothing wrong with that as long as he keeps that effort up and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's not resulting in him, getting hurt or playing out of control. He's not mm-hmm. taking dumb penalties. He's just being aggressive all the time and it puts pressure on the opposition and yes. it results and in good things first, for him and the Blackhawks. Yeah. He wouldn't be the first um, top six forward in the NHL that maybe got more out of his talent than you think. Exactly. Exactly. Get. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously everyone was impressed with his game last year. Um, I wanted to see a little more from him this year to see if he could replicate that type of energy mm-hmm. and effort level. If, if, you know, if that was the sort of thing where he was doing it to, you know, make a, make a mark in the NHL, but then maybe it would back off a little bit once he was, you know, a little more established. Um, that hasn't been the case. Um, you know, I, he started off a little slow this year in the preseason mm-hmm. and maybe the first week or two of the season. Um, I think as kind of the entire team was in a bit of a malaise the, yeah. that first week or two. Um, but since then he, I mean, um, you know, he's one of the top three forwards from the Hawks pretty much every game. Yes. 
Yeah, no, it's it's really good to see. Um, exactly. There is something else um, that I noticed that you were tweeting about a book too was um, Patrick Kane's shot. He still has got a hard shot, but the accuracy on his shooting has been way off. And I, yeah, I don't he, know what is up with that. Um, the accuracy has definitely been off. I do, I, I do think he's not shooting quite as hard either. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think he's maybe lost a little bit of zip, and and, and um, it's hard to tell if his release is quite as quick as it was. Um, I, I think he's still pretty good there, but yeah, it just since about midway through last year, uh, he's kind of lost the finish to his game in that regard. Um, you know, I mean, he still scores some goals thanks to one timers and, you know, just being a really good offensive player who knows where to be and gets to the open spots. But, but those, when, he's, um, when he's getting a one-on-one opportunity against the yeah. goalie, uh, like those where he used to, he used to have that snipe, like mm-hmm. the top corners where he would get it right there. He'd have just a sliver of net to shoot at. And he, you know, he'd right. hit it. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he kind of reminds me now of the guy he was when he was 18, 19 years old and mm-hmm. was breaking into the NHL where he just hadn't developed physically yet and didn't have mm-hmm. quite the strength. Um, and so, you know, most of his scoring was based off of passing at that point. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, he's kind of reverting back to that type of player. Now, is it, a, is it due to age or is it mm-hmm. due to um, that undisclosed injury that he you know, disclose, well, disclose that he's still suffering from this year mm-hmm. um, that hasn't been fixed. It, is you know, there any idea exactly what it is? I, I haven't heard anything. Um, so I, it just Obviously, must be a famously, chronic thing. Yeah, yeah. Famously NHL, you know, yeah, upper body, lower body. you know, and honestly, I haven't even heard if it's upper mm-hmm. body, lower body, you know, no. cause it hasn't kept him out of any games. So, and as far as I know, it hasn't kept him out of practices mm-hmm. e- either. So, it's not an injury that even needs to be disclosed, yeah. um, you know, on an injury, on an injury report. Well, you so. wonder sometimes, you know, I'm just, this is wild, like wild speculation, but you'll hear about players getting like arthritis or like yeah. chronic that aren't really things that will go away. They're just things. Well, I mean, I think Marion Hosa is a good example. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he got maintenance days during the year it, later in his career. Um, you know, not because of injury, but because they didn't want him to put pads on. Um, exactly. You know, and, and I just wonder if, you know, with and Kane, we had no it, idea. Yeah. None I mean, of us knew. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With Hosa. Yeah. We didn't know. Um, and, you know, with Kane, you know, back injuries are always mm-hmm. the sort of thing that tend to crop up with hockey players. Um, you know, Wayne Gretzky would kind of be a, a good case in point too, where, um, you know, once he started suffering from back injuries, mm-hmm. didn't affect his passing, still was nope. leading the league in assists. But every his scoring, year, with but goal his, scoring, his goal with scoring dropped off considerably in the second mm-hmm. half of his career. Yes. And so, you know, maybe that's the sort of thing that's affecting Kane. Maybe it's a wrist thing or something like that or a shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, it's just hard to say. No idea. Yeah. But or it just could be age. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I but mean, obviously, um, you know, it's funny. We can get into a whole if this is a different podcast about just hockey in general, we could do our whole debate about is Gretzky or Ovechkin the better all-time player. And, you know, a big part of my argument would be the caliber of goalies 
improved and you saw how Gretzky's numbers dropped off at that. And I would say, just that because the goalies were better. But if you're pro Gretzky argument, you would say he had injuries that limited his. So it would be fascinating. I, for one, will remain in the Gretzky camp. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, you can only play against the level of competition that is available to yeah. you. And I think the thing that, you know, sets Gretzky apart, even in comparisons to today's players, is just how much better he was than everybody that mm-hmm. he played with. You know, it wasn't that he was just winning scoring titles every year. He was obliterating people. The I Babe mean, Ruth argument, yeah. <clears throat> exactly, yeah. You know, where Babe Ruth was hitting as many home runs as every other team. And... Gretzky was was sort of that way, um, mm-hmm. but in a modern game where yeah. you know everybody was more or less playing the same, a similar style. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, at, at least in the Babe Ruth argument, you can say ninety five percent of the players weren't trying to hit home runs mm-hmm. at that time because it was yes. kind of considered not <laughs> not real baseball sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I'm definitely in the mm-hmm. the Gretzky camp on that, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we got to, we, we, we got a chance to see Ovechkin recently and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think as a pure sniper, yeah. um, you know, I, he, I don't know that anybody's ever had a better shot than Ovechkin. I mean, yeah. you could talk about Bobby Hall and, you know, a few guys like that, but, um, you know, it's just as a pure shooter, um, mm-hmm. I, I think Ovechkin it might be, might, we might have an argument, you know, like where he's the greatest goal scorer of all time, but Gretzky's the greatest player of all time. Yeah, yeah. That might and, be where we end up. And, and we might get to the point where Ovechkin actually passes Gretzky in mm-hmm. goals at some point. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, it's that'll all depend on how long Ovechkin decides mm-hmm. he wants to play. Because <clears throat> um, at least at this point, there seems to be no sign that his shot mm-hmm. is going, going anywhere as he ages. You know, yes. it's just going to kind of be a matter of, how well he can continue to skate. Yeah, it's one of those know. things like if he can keep going 50 goals a year, he breaks the record in like three years. Yeah. But obviously that's a – if he goes to 20 goals a year, then exactly. it would take him like six or seven years. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I do wonder if Ovechkin kind of sees that in the um, – um, you know, on the, in, within reach and mm-hmm. he's maybe switching up his game a little bit to kind of – preserve some longevity a little bit. Um, I know when they played the Capitals recently, it was brought up uh, because I generally tend to listen to the opposing announcers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, um, they were saying that uh, Ovechkin not taking as many penalties this year Mm -hmm. because he's not engaging physically as much as he used to um, where, you know, I mean, he was a guy that was always somebody who was one of the most, feared hitters in the game <clears throat> and not from a dangerous standpoint, you know, um, as a, you know, throwing clean body checks, but, uh, from, from my understanding, and I don't watch a lot of Capitals games, but mm-hmm. it does seem like he's maybe backed off on that. And, uh, you know, that's certainly something that can help mm-hmm. him. Hopefully and there is stay. like, if you're actively going for a record, as we've seen in the past, you know, there's a way to get, like, you go out with empty net situations and, there's ways to hunt for goals. Yeah. I'm trying to. 
and you know the the capitals power play never seems to miss a beat mm-hmm. and you know everybody knows the puck is going to ovechkin and it still doesn't matter mm-hmm. it, it the pass goes over there and he keeps beating goalies yeah but if you saw the black ox game like he's there he's just hovering and you're like mm-hmm. don't let him shoot don't let him shoot <laughs> People have been saying that for 20 years and yep. he, he, he's just one of those guys. He knows how to get open. He, and, and when he gets that opportunity, boy, he just very rarely misses. Yep. So yeah, you know, I've, it's, it's a pliv- privilege to have seen his career because he's, he's definitely a fascinating player to watch. Yep. So I guess I'll ask you one more, um, something else that's been that we've talked about before, but, it with you know you were talking about it. I was talking to you about it with um Connor Murphy where it's just you know he got this extension but it's just not happening this year yeah he continues to be in a funk and I know the Blackhawks need somebody to take those tough matchups and you know play big minutes against mm-hmm. the opposing team's best players but as of right now, it, I mean, I know the Blackhawks aren't giving up a lot of goals recently, but Murphy continues to struggle. Um, yep. I, he's getting caved pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the things that he developed over the last couple of years was a bit more fluidity to his movements and a bit more finesse with the puck. And I think that helped him, you know, exit the defensive zone, um, you know, make some good passes through the neutral zone. And then in the offensive zone, you know, make the simple, smart play. But this year. Um, yeah, the turnovers are through the roof. The, the turnovers are through the roof. Um, and, you know, on top of that, he seems to be losing a few more board battles than he used to. I, you know, I don't know, maybe he's another guy that's kind of, fighting through an undisclosed injury hard to mm-hmm. say but yeah for whatever reason he just has not found his game yet and yeah that's that's a concern you know i would and, i will say that the one good thing is that you know he's paired with mccabe and mccabe does seem to be playing better he seems yeah to be i mean they have split play. those two up um a little more often recently um and you know so as part of mccabe's uh, yeah. having to take the same matchups that Murphy is, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, if he's on the, if McCabe's getting third pairing sometimes, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's out there against lesser competition. Yes. Um, and, but maybe it's the sort of thing where, you know, getting some shifts like that has helped him find a little bit of confidence. Cause you know, I mean, he's still not making great plays with the puck, mm-hmm. but McCabe is at least not turning the puck over yeah. uh, with the high frequency that he was for the first month and a half or two months of the season. I, I well, mean, yeah. honestly, since King took over, McCabe has been okay-ish most of the time. Yeah. Also, too, if um, my theory about that I was put forward about McCabe like getting back into form, yeah, after missing the whole season, that might have a little bit of merit too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, uh, he missed a lot of time, and you know, we certainly brought that up early in the season when he was struggling, it's like, Oh, you know, the Blackhawks needed McCabe to play well. He wasn't playing well, but there was at least that, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, excuse slash reason, you know, as far as we know with, um, with Murphy, Murphy, there there isn't. isn't. And that's, yeah, that's the concerning thing. But again, 
it's hockey. They don't always tell us when there's injuries. So, you know, maybe it's the sort of thing where he is battling from through something that's causing him to, you know, like an upper body thing again, like, like, like Kane, you know, a wrist or a back or something like that can kind of lead to some of the things that we're seeing in his game. So, and obviously this is a fickle, what was it a few weeks ago? We were talking about Kyle Gustafson, you know, better. And now, uh, he seems to be back to old Gustafson. Yeah, you know, the uh, inconsistent Eric Gustafson, uh, that's kind of who he's been throughout his career. And when they brought him in due to the injuries to a couple of guys early in the year, I, you know, we talked about it at the time, you know, hey, if he can get him through three weeks with a good version of the Eric Gustafson, you know, if the timing worked out right, you know, it could have really helped the Blackhawks. Obviously, he was playing just as poorly as every other defenseman at that time. Um, But, you know, he did eventually find his game kind of around the same time. A lot of the other Blackhawks defensemen started to round into shape as well. Um, But, yeah, in the last few games, you know, we're seeing a a few more of the cracks. Um, I do think he is still continuing to play a little safer than he used to. It's not quite as egregious, but at the same time, um, you know, He's just, he's, he's not a long-term solution. No. Um, and uh, at some point, uh, you know, you'd like to see one of the younger guys step up, but you know, he's here for now and that's, that's fine. You know, we, yep. we have seen some good things from Caleb Jones on, on, on occasion. Yeah. He's looking a little better. Um, Riley Stillman who got off to a terrible start, just like every other defenseman <laughs> um, has been playing a little better lately. Um, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, they're, they're still trying to mix and match. They still don't really have a top yeah, four they that they that. can rely on. Yeah. They're trying to find that and they haven't found it yet. So yeah, they, we, maybe got still got to find the right mix back there. I still think they're one player short though. They still, mm-hmm. they still need a good solid top four guy um, that can move the puck. Yes. Um, and they don't really have that right now. Um, you know, and then as far as the way the forwards are playing, you know, like I said, hopefully maybe we found a, a home for Dylan Strom for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, sounds like, uh, Henrik Borgstrom and Jujar Kara are going to be back. Yep. Um, the next time the Blackhawks take the ice, I wouldn't be shocked to see Borgstrom get the opportunity to play between, um, to bring it and Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that can kind of help ignite him. The couple of times he's gotten that opportunity, it's generally been times where the, the Blackhawks have struggled in a game and they shuffle the lines and, you know, he gets to play with them for a period or two. I wouldn't mind seeing him get a couple of game run and just see yeah. how it goes. Uh, Cause it seems like Kirby doc is playing a little better on the third line. Um, I think it's probably a good idea to take a little pressure off of him there. Yes. Um, that would agree. Uh, and uh, Dominic Kubelik's, getting a little bit of he's starting around a little bit starting around into form so as of right now i don't really want to break those two guys up um mm-hmm. hopefully they can just kind of continue to build some confidence and then down the line you can kind of look into moving them back up if 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 need be but yep for now um i think that's a pretty decent solution to their top nine you know there's the, again still a player or two short of where they yep. need to be but this is i, I think that's kind of their best Best scenario. Uh, yeah, best, best, best mixing and matching that they can do right now. Yep. And of course, um, our final I'll do a final point before we we go is um 
as we were talking about, you know, overtime, the Blackhawks undefeated. Uh, yeah, that, that stopped that was, happening, didn't it? <laughs> it's Good funny, timing you know, on that discussion last yeah, week. Funny how um, <laughs> your overtime luck uh, goes down when you're playing um, Roman Yossi and Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah. Although the Blackhawks had opportunities to to win in both of those, breakaway, in yeah. both of those overtimes, yeah. I mean, you know, and that's and and that's the sort of situation where I still feel confident in Kane being able to score, you know, because there he's deking a goalie one on one. Yeah, you know, I don't. Can, uh, but I don't know what happened on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do. everybody everybody loses the puck on occasion. I mean, it happened to Wayne Gretzky too. Um, yeah. The funny thing was, I actually thought for a minute. He was trying that. Um, oh, like the little change up move. Yeah, did, yeah. yeah, where you like let it go and just yeah. slide it by the goalie. But I don't, think, I don't so. think it was intentional. But you know, I mean, honestly, it almost kind of worked out that same way. And you know, it, it wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility that that puck could have gone in, but mm-hmm. didn't work out. And, and when that happened, you're thinking this is going to go the other direction, and it's probably oh, going to be yeah. quick. And it was. Yeah, I mean, pretty much any. Um, any breakaway in overtime that gets stopped generally ends up being an odd man the opposite way. And in this case, not only did Kane have a breakaway, but it was honestly a two on oh. Kane didn't play it that way because I, I think it was to bring it was a good 10 strides behind him. But I mean, that's how far Kane was ahead of everybody else. I mean, yes. he was pretty much, um, it was basically blue line to blue line and Debrinket was basically at the red line. Um, so, uh, you know, Debrinket wasn't really an option for Kane, but when Kane missed that, it was just, Oh, you know, it was basically a three on one. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way the overtime plays out mm-hmm. and, you know, not, it's not really hockey, you know, real hockey, you could say, mm-hmm. but you know, it can be fun still. And, yes. um, you know, with the, the options the Blackhawks have, uh, I still think they will win more overtime games yes. than they lose, but they aren't going <laughs> to, they aren't going to be able to go undefeated. Like they, you know, yeah, just and like also, we said. As long as um, overtime is pretty fun, unless you've got the uh, Islanders, like that one game against the Blackhawks where they uh, did a trap in overtime, which was the most annoying thing I've ever seen. But yeah, it does sound like a lot of teams are starting to do that. Um, the Blackhawks are obviously not one of them, thankfully. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said it many times, the Blackhawks may be bad, but they're not boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, under Derek King, they are starting to play a little bit more of a boring style, mm-hmm. but that has not. Um, Although these last couple games have been. Yeah, starting boring, to open so. it back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, we discussed it a little bit last week, uh, you know, when King took over, the message was, let's simplify things. Let's do mm-hmm. the basics the right way. Once he kind of got them to respond to that, I think you're starting to see them mix in a little bit more um, pizzazz yep. <laughs> to the game, I guess you could say. Uh, they're taking a few more chances, that sort of thing, doing things um, to score some more goals. So hopefully we start getting a more exciting brand of hockey. But at least in the overtime the Blackhawks continue to play not boring. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I uh, will be back next week, but we'll see. I mean, tentatively, the Blackhawks have games 
next in the next week. Yeah, they have games scheduled for next Tuesday and Wednesday, so I think we can probably shoot for a Thursday recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I would say if they end up extending the the pause, then we won't the pause. Done. Then yeah, we can probably um, take a pause ourselves. But yeah, so, as of right now, let's you know we're tentatively scheduled the same way that the games are tentatively scheduled. Okay, so those listeners, um, yeah, there are games and. You don't have to look for a podcast, but if there are, we'll be here. That's right. So, uh, Michael on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85. You can subscribe on the Apple podcast app. And uh, happy holidays to everyone. I hope whatever you do is good and doesn't get too affected by, you know, COVID stuff. But, yeah, we'll be back. So, once again, go Hawks. Oh, thanks.